Hello, welcome back to the Video Production Academy podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Marcy. And Marcy's based out in Florida and actually has a job title that I'd never heard of before we'd had a chat before. So I think firstly, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and what you do. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be on your show and talking about video. As you mentioned, my name is Marcy Melzer and I'm an intuitive, but I'm also a speech language pathologist. And lately I call myself a language facilitation coach and consultant. Can you fit that all on one business card? Nah, I don't even use business cards. I just talk about I'm Marcy from Waves of Communication and I do this little wave thing with my hand and that reminds people that it's Waves of Communication and I just rely on them. In fact, I empower them to remember it. I think that's a brilliant way of doing it. Of course, sound is all based on waves and everything as well. So yeah, absolutely perfect. But I I think really you have quite a unique business. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, certainly. So I was a speech therapist, kind of the traditional form that most people would be able to identify with. I worked in just about every kind of environment with little kids, with adults, in hospitals, in homes, all over the place. And I did it for three decades, nearly three decades. And what was happening was the system was changing and there was a lot of leaning towards taking the responsibility away from families and just making the therapists be the ones to do the work. It was happening both in the world of therapists and in the world of parents. And so I decided that I wanted to start fresh and develop a new way for basically parents to get information and training to equip and empower themselves. Because what I found when I worked, you know, in the system was if I could get a parent to take on the responsibility to work with their own child in easy, you know, ways, we're not asking them to do the job of a therapist, I'm asking them to do the job of a parent or caregiver, because I'm talking about natural things. And so I decided that I was going to quit the system and move to social media, YouTube specifically, and Facebook to get the message out and just sort of let parents come to it because, you know, in the world of struggling, if a parent's struggling with anything, where do they go? They go to the internet, right? And so I thought if they're Googling something, they might as well come up with real strategies, real information. And as a result of me just sharing value and sharing value, that's how I've sort of, you know, created some legitimacy, I guess, if you want to say lack, because it's not in the system. And that's my biggest competition. So I created a coaching platform. So I have books, I've written some books, and I've got courses, and I do coaching. And basically, I just am in the information business. I let people know that they can learn to do this and equip them and empower them with little, you know, rah-rahs and videos and strategies they can use. And I do Q&As and that's why it's just been a really nice transition for me because I just don't, I never stop talking about what I do and there's lots of ways to talk about it. Is that the stage where you actually started to use video then with the transition from where you work to where you are now? 
you know, that's an interesting question for someone in my field. We were really trained to be writers and a lot of the other therapist professionals who've been in the field, you know, you'll legitimize yourself by writing articles and getting published in publications and things like that. But obviously it wasn't the people who are reading those trade manuals that I was trying to help. I was trying to help parents and caregivers and people who are, you know, dealing with these kids who I call them late talkers because they're just not talking yet. I'm, you know, my job is to equip their caregivers to get them talking. And so I realized that those people like the moms and dads and caregivers and nannies and, you know, those people, they weren't writing or reading those, you know, that that wasn't the way to access them. It wasn't the way to really provide them with valuable information because I knew because I was one of them. Where was I going to learn on YouTube? So that's it. I think I started by writing articles and blog posts and I made it about three to four months before I realized that nobody was reading these long articles I was writing. And then I started making videos and now the videos are long. I don't make little short ones because again, I'm still in the same boat of trying to provide, you know, really education information. So I make these videos, they're anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour long, some of them sometimes, you know, and it's all focused on a topic. So, you know, and answer questions, provide tips, things like that. And it's just been incredibly effective, incredibly effective being on the video. And I can use the video, of course, for other content. You know, I can put it on podcast and things like that. So do you have a platform of choice? YouTube is my favorite, <laughs> but I have to say I started on Facebook. So I started making Facebook Live, you know, and then just automatically uploading them to video. But as I've evolved my video streaming technology and all of that, now I'm live across all the platforms simultaneously using software streaming, you know, streaming software. So that I don't necessarily have to choose one because I just stay true to my brand and I allow, if you're a Facebook person, you're going to get it on Facebook. If you're a podcast person, you're going to get it on podcast. If you're a YouTube person, you're going to stay on YouTube. And I don't, it doesn't change a whole lot, you know, the format from platform to platform. I think that's a really important point that you make that actually one piece of content, one video can then be reused in so many different ways without a huge amount of effort, creating oh, right. 10 piece of con pieces of content, sorry, from that one video isn't 10 times the workload. Right. And in fact, I have a person you we were talking before we started how you've got an assistant, you, you had a little four legged one, but I know that there's a team that works with you that helps you with, you know, these kinds of things. And that's what I have is I have an assistant who I'm at that point now where they're able to take that one video after I do an interview, upload it, and then they're making Facebook posts, they're making Instagram stuff, they're even taking bits of the video out and making mini videos, which is, you know, like TikTok worthy and that kind of stuff. So one interview can really get a lot of content, especially if you're in the habit of creating that content for your brand anyway. How long have you actually been using YouTube for now then? 
I started in spring of 18. So I'm in my fourth year. I like to say I'm getting in my fourth year of really getting my feet under me, you know, because for the first year, you, you sort of hack at it and see what you do with whatever technology you have, you handy your phone and things like that. And then it evolves as you go on. Yeah, I think, like I said, so I, I like to say I'm in my fifth year of making videos. Yeah. And when you first began, what was your setup like compared to what you have now? <laughs> That is interesting. So yeah, you know, I knew that I wanted to have something consistent on the back. But like I said, I was using old tech. So it was my phone. I had a, a light, a little ring light that had a clip thing that I could stick on my phone. One of those that, you know, I was clipping to the edge of the table and I was recording everything. I wasn't doing so much live streaming because again, if you had one video, you'd have to edit and then upload here and there. And like I said, after I got better at it, when you have a better Better setup, it's good. But it, anybody can do anything, especially with green screen nowadays. You buy a green sheet, you hang it up behind you. I had my magnetic stuck to the wall, but I traveled and I used thumbtacks. You know, whatever you can. The green screen, though, I think is nice. It really elevates my ability to be consistent, add branding, you know, and those little um, tidbits, those little extra softwares, the Manny cams and the stream yards and the, you know, the things that the other part of your channel talks about after you get, you know, really good with your value, it makes sense to up level your production because it just adds to the value of your content. I always like to tell my staff that I want to create a Saks Fifth Avenue, like, you know, the, the highest end, the Louis Vuitton version of a video, because that way, if I mess up, you know, lighting one day or whatever, it's it's forgivable, right? Because the content is so valuable that it doesn't matter a whole lot what your setup is. So I would say to anybody who's getting started, just find something that looks nice and clean. And the lighting is the most important because you're the feature. So light yourself up and get a good microphone and, you know, just the content is far more valuable than the setup. Just get started sharing your message. I think that, again, there's another really good point that actually you are the feature, that when people are watching the video, they're watching it for you. They want yeah. to see what it is that you have to say. And, and having said that, they're not necessarily expecting Instagram perfect. You know, you can be, they want you to be real and they don't mind if you bodge a word or get something slightly wrong or you know have a bad hair day and, yeah. and people are very forgiving for that because it's real and they can relate to it but they are there for you well and I would say I'm glad you brought it up because I think a lot of people avoid doing video because they're afraid either they don't have the right setup or they're not good looking enough or whatever enough you know the thing is if you have an important message and you want to get it out. That's what I realized was that you can't write it nowadays. You've got to be, you know, multidimensional. You've got to use sound. You've got to use video. You've got to use graphics. You've got to have a lot that's going to be attractive because now you're you're swimming in a big pool, right? There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of choices for people to see. 
Yes, m- most definitely. How is it that you learned to create videos? What was your learning curve? Oh, well, you know, I was always a pretty good public speaker, so it made sense to me to do it. But honestly, I'm a I'm a hack at it, dig in and learn how to do it. So I challenged myself to do 30 days in a row on Facebook Live. And I said, I'm going to figure it out. And every day the videos got a little better, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because the first ones I've realized my mistakes. You have to practice at anything to get it going. And that's kind of how I learn. I'm an immersion learner. So, of course, every night in between videos, I was also on YouTube researching. You know, if I found, if I watched the video, then kind of analyze it. After I do one, I'd look at the experience or I'd see the feedback I'd get from people. Oh, well, a lot of people like this. Maybe they liked either the, and then I was experimenting through all of that 30 days. I didn't keep anything consistent. It was like, okay, now I'm going to try this. Okay. Now I'm going to try this. Okay. Now I'm going to try this. And if it worked, if I get a nice response, I would keep that aspect. So by the time I got done with that first 30 days, I knew a little bit. I can't tell you 30 days of learning of just hacking at it, learning yourself and watching YouTube videos is just the beginning. But my confidence was so high by the time I had done 30 in a row. I think even people following me were like, what's she going to talk about today? And it's a challenge, right? So you can think, how well do I know my topic? How well can I engage people? Is this video going to be funny? Is this video going to be emotional? Is this video going to be, you know, whatever, clickbait? You know, because if you're in the trial and error process, you just find what feels good. And that's kind of how I work intuitively is you practice at something. And if it feels good, you stay with it until it doesn't feel good anymore. And then pay attention, pay attention. If you, if you see drop, because it changes what worked two weeks ago, two months ago, certainly two years ago isn't going to work again, or, you know, whatever it might, you'll see, like I said, but you have to keep iterating. That's the biggest thing is keep at it, but pay attention. This is how we're going to do all of our videos for 2022. And then don't touch that. I think part of what keeps your brand solid is the fact that you have a lane, you know, your main lane that you're in, but also you're real. Like I said, you're not so canned that you've copied something out of a book or from somebody else that you've seen on YouTube or whatever. Watch people who you like, a bunch of them. And then some of them will say things and you'll want to say that. Some of them will have intros that you like and you'll copy those intros. Some of them will say, you know, use their taglines or their called actions or whatever they use. And you'll be, oh, I like that. I'm going to say that to my audience or whatever. That's what how I like it to do it, because what feels good to me to project comes out with a much better energy. It's uh, yeah, I did something similar because the first couple of Facebook lives I did were awful. And I'm an I'm an introvert. And so actually being on camera for me wasn't a comfortable place. I'm I'm a video editor. I'm a, a camera operative. I do strategy. I do marketing. I don't do presenting, but I had a responsibility to my business 
to do it. So what I decided to do was teach for 30 days straight. And so the first couple of days, you kind of really loosen up because what happens is you you make mistakes and you stop caring quite so much. You stop trying to make it perfect and then you relax into it. So by the end of the 30 days, you kind of don't care anymore. I mean, you do still care, but in general terms, you don't care nearly as much about how you look, how you sound and uh, intonation and scripting. It all just goes out the window and, and you become much more real and much more relaxed as part of that process. Yeah, I mean, you, you're certainly conscious about it. You wear nice clothes, you, you put on your lipstick, whatever. But what comes out of your mouth is so much more natural and in the flow of your ideas because you're not worried about is my hair out of place or is the graphic weird behind me or whatever. You're engaged in the flow. And remember, your audience cares more about that consistently showing up for them, giving them value that they want to see. That's what keeps them coming back. I was mentioning to you that my channel is unusual compared to other ones in that in four years of providing this value, I haven't grown to massive size. I'm only at about 3,700 on my YouTube channel, which isn't big for five years at it, right? Four and a half. But, you know, I think what is important is that 47% of my subscribers, of my viewers are subscribed, right? So I have review people coming back and back and back and back because they see me as an expert now in my field because I just don't stop talking about it and the videos are valuable. So they come back and they watch them however they watch them, yeah. How often are you posting now? I do three videos a week on two days. One of them leans a little bit more towards the intuitive side of things because I just really feel that content's valuable, but it also needs a little bit of breathing space for some people to digest it, right? Especially when we're talking about a healthcare kind of issue and people looking at it from an intuitive lens, I want to try to create a comfortable, easy way to get into that. So on my Wednesday videos, I talk a little bit more about that part. But then on Thursdays, I do a Q&A that's very much more science, neuroscience, skills-based, strategies-based. And then I take questions from my followers who have bought my books or have been in my programs or whatever. And they're like, hey, my kiddo's doing X, Y, and Z. What's going on or whatever. And that content is incredibly valuable to my followers because they see that there's someone else like them who has that same problem, you know, because there are, you know, these are common things that happen, of course. And then they see how valuable coaching is because here's somebody who just has a problem that other people are thinking about and they didn't have anybody to ask that question to. And here's this YouTube person who's got the opportunity for someone to offer their, you know, question. And so sometimes the questions are so good, I'll create a whole video around that topic. But it happens, you know, after four and a half years that the topics recycle and they kind of come back around. And that's okay because it's an evergreen platform then. There's 450 videos that are all you can watch them all every day, any day, and they're all applicable to your situation. 
I know we've really answered this to a degree already, but maybe we could go a little deeper into it. Why would you say video is so important to the business, the actual video element, rather than it just being audio or, or written? Yeah, so what it's, what it's done, first of all, like you said, is it's provided me with more content to get the word out about it. So just by having little clips of me giving coaching advice or something like that, that's really helped sort of bring people to the platform in the first place. So that's the first reason that video helps because that's what people are watching. You know, if you make TikToks or whatever. So the other thing that really helps me is... I'm able to make slideshows with text and details because I'm really teaching things or I'm comparing, you know, one theory or philosophy versus another, you know, that kind of thing. The video allows me to put up slides that share text that people can screenshot. It also helps me use my workbook. So, you know, I've got my workbook handy right here. I can pick up and use anytime. I flip to the pages and then on the video, I've got images of the those pages that I can stick up next to me and you point to them like graphs, things like that. And on an audio, you don't get all of that benefit like you would on a video. And that's why I always start with video and then create the audio out of that. Do you find that people get to feel like they know you, even though they've not met you in person, the video element means like they feel that they have? know I mean if that's only video I mean I think a lot of my clients the followers that watch me they tell me that they listen to my videos kind of like podcasts where they'll put them on their headphones while they're doing the dishes or while they're going to sleep at night you know they'll watch them in bed and things like that I think what really helps my followers get to know me is that I do Q&A. I talk about their problems. I talk about their kids. I talk about their situations and their family and their struggles and, and the stuff that's going on in their life. And they see that I relate to their situation. I'm not just saying you got to come on, buck up and do these things. It's like, no, I know where you are. I know what's going on. I know how hard it is to be in your situation. And I'm here to help. I'm here to listen. I'm here to be with you. And I think that's what people see me as because it's not the typical role of a speech therapist, right? You don't think of your speech therapist as the one that's supporting you while you're up at 4 a.m. worried about whether your kids got XYZ diagnosis or what you're going to do because the school says you have to do something you don't want to do or whatever. Now you can go watch a video about that and get some guidance and feedback and support so that you can go back to sleep and take some good action in the morning. You know, that's what I think my followers get from my videos. And that's what I'm proud of. I think you should be as well. I mean, you're delivering such immense value with the work that you're doing. How can people connect with you? wavesofcommunication.com and um, if you're listening on the podcast I'm doing a wavy thing with my arm so you can see that it's waves like the ocean waves like the energy waves like the sound waves like all of that and that's where waves of communication comes from it's wavesofcommunication.com you can find access to all of that my books are on Amazon but the links are at the website so that's the best place to go like I say it's the source for everything you need and honestly 
lastly, all the parents and caregivers and everybody out there, and even people who want to do YouTube, you have everything you need to get started right now. If you're watching this on your phone or whatever, you could start making videos. And I think that's what I love about your podcast is that you're equipping, empowering people to get started, to share their message with the world. And that's what I'm all about. Oh, that's certainly the plan. Definitely the plan. Certainly my role within technology is to remove technology as a barrier because I see so many people not reaching their potential. And like you say, you have a message and you actually have a responsibility to deliver that message. And then people just see the technology and freak out and or go, well, I can't be on camera because I don't like how I look or how I sound. And so they, they don't get the message out there. Right. And, and it's people such a shame. People want to hear you. Yeah, they benefit absolutely. from you. There's people just like you out there who want to hear from you. You know, they want to benefit from your experience. So yeah, don't be shy. There's a lot of junk on YouTube. That's just frivolous, what I call Walmart kind of content, you know. And if you really are dedicated to a cause, you really believe something, you can really help people. Just like you said, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to get out there and help us. And the traditional ways of getting the word out of booking a hotel room and, and having people drive out and get to you and pay money for all of that. It's not necessary. You can get your message out right away. So I love it. No, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure having a conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me on. No, oh, you're very welcome.